It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to sparkle. sparkle. Welcome to Sparkle Town. Sparkle Town is a municipality that interlaps and oversects, o- overlaps and intersects with the city of Berlin. The citizens of Sparkle Town are anyone who is listening to this and anyone who is part of the drag slash queer community here in Berlin, whether they like it or not. Today, we are talking to Bleach B. I do go to the club in a thong and tassels and take them off right when the beat drops and people do scream. So that is me and that is Bleach. That is Bleach. Bleach! Yes, indeed. I love Bleach. All right, don't say it. Yes, I love all my queens. Indeed. Um, what we're going to have today, though, is the interesting part about this interview is that it was turned around on you at one point. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, so and it, on you. That, too. So there will be a little bit more of a behind-the-scenes peek at Sparkle Town, how it's made. You get to find out how the sausage is made. But you will also hear a bit of the origin story of Sparkle Town itself. Yes. And that's perfect for... What is the final episode of season four, the power season? There will be um, a season five soon. We're not going to dawdle for months. Uh, kind of depends on how much better I can speak. Right. The Contessa is back, as you can hear. <laughs> and she has had a t- tooth dental surgery is the word. I was going to say tooth surgery. That sounds weird. Dental surgery. And so is having slight issues with speech, but it's gotten a lot better. It's better now than it was a month ago. It was better now than it was a week ago. <laughs> so that's why you're allowed back on. <laughs> From the technician. That's right. Bleach. I want to hear Bleach. All right, let's go to the interview because it's a doozy. Hello, my darling. Hello. Would you please introduce yourself? Hello, sweetheart. My name's Bleach Base, socialist revolutionary sweetie darling from Essex, England. What's yours? I'm the Contessa. I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> I am so excited to have you here. I have wanted to have you here forever. Honestly, it's a pleasure. I, I moved to Berlin. I love podcasts. Why did you move to Berlin? Oh, it was a hot, hot mess. I'm from the Essex, the England, the deep, deep south of Tory Britain, you know, the horrible island that is England. So as soon as I got the one opportunity to run away to Sweden, I took it. Thank God I've got that Swedish passport. So I landed in Stockholm. I became a very, very, very famous drag queen burlesque girl. The problem is Sweden's very clean, very nice, very sweet, but very small. <coughs> and I seem to be a very big fish, you see. <laughs> so, of course, I landed in Berlin because I'm quite the Berlin kind of drag queen, you know. You are. And I landed in, and I found out I was probably more Berlin than all these bitches. <laughs> I knew you'd like that, darling. I knew you'd like that. But I must say, when I, when I came, I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. So obviously I Googled up, is there a drag podcast? And there, there was one. And I got to hear all the legends. Judy Lada Davina, you had Giza Pogue, you've had everyone. So it's a pleasure to oh, be here. Oh, she has honestly. done her homework. She has been listening. Well, it's the Power <laughs> Couple series. I'm excited for it. I'm excited. It is. It is. This is, this is all about power this season because we're stuck. Yeah. And so this little bits of being able to visit in person, mm. like, I need the power crew in here yeah. now. <laughs> Those who are hanging on. <laughs> Why bleach? 
Why the name Bleach? Oh, you know what I used to say in Grease Moolah in the cocktail de I said, darling, my name's Bleach, like your asshole. And then all the gays laugh, of course, because that's the kind of humor. So I guess it's stuck around there. Nirvana played with it. And um, Kurt Cobain's about with it. I mean, it just sticks, darling. And I'm not sure if you noticed, but I do have incredible blonde hair. So it seemed quite matching, quite matching. I have noticed that blonde hair. <laughs> I've also noticed that I don't think you can take a bad picture. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That's very sweet of you. I try my best. I can, I can drag out some ugly ones if you really want. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Nobody will believe that for a second. And do you have a performance background prior to drag? No. No, I was I was Biff Bottini, the Casanova of the classroom, Every Lady's Man in year seven. I was Jesus Christ in year three. In year three, you don't have many speaking roles, so I was just Jesus dead on a cross, which was a special moment, especially for my granddad in the background. You should have heard him. I get up there, I close my eyes, and I look out, and I, I, I die. And then I hear my granddad like, poor bugger, that's my grandson up there. And then it went dead, I think, because I had three brothers. You don't get, you don't get to, after year seven, you can't, you're not allowed, darling. It's not okay. To, it's not okay to express yourself in that way. So, yeah, I did the, the, the forced football route instead of the theater route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get to jump out of that at a later age. It's fine. <laughs> we should talk about that. So there is, honestly, football that's that's heavy duty sport that's athletic i mean i had a weird i did the rugby for a bit i'm quite a medium tall i don't know i think i'm like i'm fit for the the masculine body i guess uh so i was in back row in the rugby mm-hmm. and that was quite it was quite a homosexual experience if you've seen them play rugby you put your faces in very special places but well then, i am a bruisers fan oh, of course <laughs> i love the bruisers you get to see some good stuff there but no i was that embarrassing one who couldn't kick the ball very much so they put me in goal uh-huh. And I was in goal for many years because that was what you had to do and sort of you couldn't get out of it. And I loved my father to bits, but he'd bribe me with chocolate to stay and like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, do a lot for chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, I got a, I had a, or not thankfully, but in coincidence, I had a horrific accident where my legs were mangled. And I, I never had to play football again. I was so happy. Oh. <laughs> Okay, but, uh, they seem to have recovered enough for oh, you to walk around in heels. I, honestly, it's it's a Jesus send. I always say I'm the luckiest boy in the world. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that bus took me out of the football, <laughs> out of the football pitch, and onto the heels. <laughs> okay, so you started with burlesque. Mm. That explains why this is um, <laughs> the power of the body does not affect you. You are very comfortable in your own skin. It took me a little bit of a journey. But when I got there, it's the best feeling in the world. Nudity is my, honestly, I believe that if we all got nudity regularly, we could maybe overcome a lot of fucking things, even on gender spheres. Like when I see a nude body, I just see a nude body. I find it quite fascinating. And then even on sexuality fields, I've started playing with, you're having an erection. Every time you see an erection, you think it's aggressive. You think it's dangerous. But actually when you see an erection on a nice person just walking around, it's quite, it's quite nice actually. Hello, sweetheart. <laughs> So I honestly think more nudity, and I was quite lucky in landing. I'm a chef, and I landed a job in a burlesque bar in Stockholm as the chef. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone in the burlesque bar performed, so the bartenders were jugglers, the waitresses were burlesque girls, and I'd watch this burlesque over and over again. they repeat the same thing, so it'd be a little bit 
mind-numbing, but you'd learn so much. And it was quite embarrassing. I hadn't even seen Cabaret. I hadn't even seen Chicago, darling. You wouldn't bloody believe it. But I got to see everyone's renditions every single night. So I knew every word to every musical after half a year. Then it turns out, I'm like, I could do this much better than you because you're repeating yourselves a lot. You should mix it up. Put some pop songs in there. Come on, I know you've done... I know you've done maybe this time and it's bloody brilliant, but maybe we should get another voice involved. So I went to the boss and I said to him, you've got that big party coming up next week. You know, that big birthday party. You buy me some hair rollers and some makeup. I'll give you Marilyn Monroe and sing happy birthday for the guest. He gave me 500 crowns, 50 euros. Yeah. Not bad. I went and got my rollers, got my makeup. I honestly looked awfully interesting i must say but swedish people are quite simple you see <laughs> you put some heels on you're in a house of sweets <laughs> <laughs> you put some heels on and a blonde hair they're like oh it's marilyn monroe and then from there it went out the wazoo <laughs> and i learned to take my clothes off there very well <laughs> it's a talent it's a they make you think that your hand is the most fascinating thing in the world they're like have you seen this part of the hand yet i'm gonna take this glove off you're like yes take it off <laughs> <laughs> now there is some magic to you with marilyn uh, i've watched you do a little pre-show show mm. about putting on makeup mm. and there's this absolutely gorgeous boy in front of me who then draws on an eyebrow <laughs> and then that second eyebrow and it's marilyn <laughs> It's good fun well i think with drag and with a lot of things in everything it's a performance and then it's like you can you can take the most iconic things in the world. We know Marilyn works. We know Madonna's been stealing it for years. Yes. So if I just stick it on my face, you're going to get the same like wazoo memory that you had when you were like five years old and saw Marilyn. So it's just nicking and stealing. I think David Bowie said it's best. You don't borrow. You just steal straight off. <laughs> and just take it, darling. It's my hair now. It's yours. <laughs> it's absolutely yours. <laughs> That's the next thing. I don't know Chicago. I don't know Cabaret. I know nothing about Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> she sang happy birthday this one time. <laughs> That's the one everybody knows. That's all everybody knows. I, uh, oh, goodness. Yeah, it's good to be a dumb blonde, darling. It's easy. <laughs> oh, my. When did Bleach as a drag queen come about? Ooh, so that was interesting because I've been playing around with characters for quite a while. So to actually bleach and the name and the character uh, existed uh, back in London mm -hmm. when I was like playing around and I only started to like visually uh, be on stage or in the room in Sweden because the classic, if I can't see it, I'll have to be it. Because if there's no drag queens here, I'm just going to have to do it because that's the only way the world works. And that's the, yeah, like the, that's how I think creativity works. Like if you can't see it, you're just going to have to do it yourself. But it existed way back and it was a, a weird crossover of a rock star fantasy that I've always wanted to be a rock star. I was the kid with the enemy magazines, this music magazine in England. I'd have Oasis and Blur all on the roof. I'd obviously studied them without even realizing like John Lydon from the Sex Pistols. And then I, there was a moment where my friend became a little pop star rock star. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. And it, at one even tiny moment, he invited me to play bass in the band. And I was like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm doing my own thing. And then I realized slowly that through drag and through the femininity, that this sort of punk rock can exist in a much more comfortable manner within myself. 
So this sort of rock star aesthetic smashed in with the glamorous lady sort of created Bleach as an idea. And then thankfully I got to bring it to a blessed stage in Stockholm. And I think that's the magic when people play along with the game. Yes. Because that's the drag. Because I can do it all night in my bedroom. But as soon as they play along, I actually go, hello, darling, my name's Bleach. And then I look like Marilyn Monroe and they go, yes, you do. And I go... Thank you for playing along. Let's go on to the next <laughs> sentence. Where are you from? Like it's this, 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 uh, this connection, this magic is the magic. So it was an idea, and now you get to play it. On. You get to play it on real life. You get to play it along. We get to play along with you yeah. a lot. And, uh, I don't know about the rest of you, Sparkle Town citizens, but um, I, for one, absolutely love it. <laughs> love it. And you have been rather active. You've been with the other lab. You've been on the stage with the House of Presents. In fact, I happen to know that on the day that we are recording this, you're going to be performing tonight digitally. With easy, easy, pokey, pokey. Giza. My favorite, favorite. I love you, Giza. I love Giza too. <laughs> oh, what? But you're also involved, at least a little bit, with the Venus Voice. I'm a little bit all over the shot. It's good, good fun. Um, yeah, I'm the little sound person, photographer, like hype, like sit in the background person. And then I get to do a Drag King rendition every now and then, which is good fun. I've done like, one day you're going to see a full Kurt Cobain. I want to do a full Nirvana set. Oh. <laughs> but till then, um, yeah, it's gorgeous because Berlin is uh, live with... Lots of bloody things, isn't it? There's a thousand things going on and everything's nice to delve in and get excited by. I find it interesting, like, I may be wrong, but my lineage of landing, it was even as a tourist here. You saw, like, one stage on the Tuesday. Right. And it was like everyone was going there and it, it formatted a, like, a range of things, but not everything. And I don't think it arranged uh, the whole of what was actually happening in the scene and it was quite interesting because i think a lot of people that went on that tuesday went back and was like well i'm gonna go bloody open something up over here and over here and over here and over here and it's like it's gone mad out the wazoo i mean like to go from judy's dragaholic again to see this sort of like this like stem hit the ground and then just go out yes in ten thousand directions so it's incredibly fun to sort of like bounce along on everyone's little rudy root and i love a stage and i love to make a big old hoo-ha it's good good fun yeah if there's a stage available bleach is probably available oh yeah i i, I make my i make myself available for the for the people for the people you know <laughs> How, I must ask, how about you? How did you land it? I know, I know you're a kinky, kinky, lovely lady with a gorgeous husband. But I mean, how did you land in the queer scene in the in the world of drag? Amazingly enough, as much as the deputy mayor and the contessa are very different people, our music styles do not match. Our color schemes do not match. Our choices of music do not match. We both love drag. Nice. We've been going to drag shows since we lived in D.C. Yeah. In the States. Yeah. We came down to Berlin for a concert. One of the few things we could actually both agree on. Three days fell in love with the city. It still took us a few years to get back, but. You landed. In we landed in Berlin and we discovered that there was this drag show happening at the other end of the M10. Mm. The M10 starts right out here outside my windows. And it ends <laughs> outside Monster Ronson's. And I was using a cane. Yeah. I was having trouble walking. Yeah. Um, so didn't have to go very far on either end. Nice. Nice. 
and I have to say that the Queens of Berlin have been the most welcoming crew of people you mm. ever want to meet. Um, Pansy reserved the seat for me so that I didn't have to worry about walking around or getting down to the floor when I had this cane. Mm. Giza has been nothing but supportive. And when I hit with Yo Sissy, that yeah, was yeah. the end of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody, it, it's like everybody all of a sudden now, it's like, okay, and I can walk around and somebody will say, hi, Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is magical when you were sitting on the front row, you know where you are. Yes. You get there on a Tuesday, you know where the Contessa is, darling. <laughs> Down front where I can see. And then you moved. I, I loved that as well because I saw the advancement. And then you were on the door of the other lab. And then you started. And then you were in the wardrobe of the Monster Runs. And so was that Contessa's moving about, moving up, <laughs> moving all around the place. <laughs> it's good, good fun. And this is a good documentation of what's happening right now in drag. So good up on the Sparkle Town. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, with COVID, we didn't think anything was going to be happening. Mm, and we mm. tried doing this um, on video. Yeah. But as you are completely aware i'm sure video video for a performance no feedback no video even one-on-one -on -one with a queen king drag thing or performer it's not just the sound it problems a, it's oh, really hard it was a weird old time i had some weird conversations through the internet yes <laughs> i think we all have <laughs> okay yes bleach has of podcast of her own that is true darling that is true <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was uh, honestly i feel podcast format is really interesting and when it comes to drag it's even more interesting because you get you cut everything so you're only playing off the voice now i quite like the idea of playing the bbc darling speaking with a soft voice and asking intense questions and complimenting highly and then asking directly how is your alcohol problem? And this format is uh, legendarily used by the BBC. And of course, like I said, just let's steal it because they all interview interesting people. It's true. And I've heard an interview with Noel Gallagher over fucking 50 times now. It's about time we get to steal those tactics and use it on our own people. And it's been good, good fun. Really good fun. Met a great range of people. And it was right in the middle of Corona. So I was cycling around, clipping a mic onto a person and getting to talk to them. Now I have learned that it's quite funny. I was even saying the other day, the format sort of reproduces itself. So it's the same story every time. I got bullied and then I did this and then I got on stage, then I felt better. And uh, after 10 people, I was like, it's uh, sort of reproducing itself. So I'm gonna work on a new series, a new series of the BBC and it's gonna be called Imagine. Where we get to use the age-old John Lennon of sitting around and let's talk about a beautiful future together. Because if we can imagine a beautiful future together and communicate it with one and other, we can imagine it together. And if we do it together, then we can start producing it together. So long live the utopia that's coming up very, very soon. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you on. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Now, when you've done drag now for a period... Mm. What has doing drag taught you about you? I mean, that's the difficult question because I know you asked this one. I know you asked this one. <laughs> the, the problem there, or not the problem, or the question that I need to quiz is uh, do I am the drag. So the, I'm sitting here right now with my makeup on, as you, you know. You are. So, and I, I'm speaking to you in this voice, and this is my voice, and I don't know when I turn on and off. So I've compartmentalized myself many times. It started with Twitter, ironically, because it was the first time my name wasn't my name 
And then I uh, Twitter shit, so that got sacked. But then it happened with Instagram, and it existed. This character, this person, this version of me that's not me because I'm not living it. And then that version of me becomes me. I do go to the club in a thong and tassels and take them off right when the beat drops, and people do scream. So that is me, and that is Bleach. So it's quite confusing because it's not learning about myself. It's maybe a unveiling or just working together with drag. I am the ah. drag. The drag is me. It's constant, constant game mm. so i'm not sure if that answered anything Actually, but it, it might have been a nice rambling oh i can't do it again darling i don't repeat catchphrases that's my thing do you know have you met Yuvelia? No. have you met Yuvelia? okay you don't know okay so can i do Yuvelia just for a bit so Yuvelia is my drag mom Adopted drag mom, I must admit. She has a little studio on Sanderstraße where she has all her paintings, everything, and she does a show every Friday and Saturday. Now, you know, the cafe used to be on Sanderstraße. So I go there every, every other Friday and Saturday and I go see her. And I was convinced she was saying catchphrases because she says words in such a magical way. And then I go back the next week and it's a completely new catchphrase because she's just repeating these magical things. And she lives in a sphere of complete... Uh, other imagination. Now, I must admit, I don't know German too well, so maybe my imagination adds to this. But I sit there and I see her every single day, and she's the show. She she talks like this, Shetty. Oh, you come for the show, Shetty. Oh, you must be the Marilyn Monroe. You must be the Marilyn Monroe. Oh, come, Shetty. And I was like, Are we gonna make a show, Yuvelia? She's like, Oh, darling, it's Emma Show. Emma Show. And there's honestly a root of like. I'm swerving all over the place, but there's a root of dragon. That's why I'm not going to repeat the saying, darling, because you can cut out something else I've said, I promise you. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you. She's closed till September, Juvelia, but yeah. I'll take you because yes, you, your I, mind I will be out. cracked. Do you speak German? Only a little bit. Yeah, same. That's the best bit. <laughs> apparently, you don't want to hear too much we'll of what wait, she's we'll saying. Make her wait through it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I understand Bleach has merch. I have merchandise. I have magical merchandise because if you're not selling merchandise, you're not doing drag. Let's be honest. What is a drag queen nowadays other than a walking, talking, little bit of merchandise because we've got to make our money somehow. So, sweetheart, I broke the capitalist system. Uh-huh. By getting a bit of red fabric or T-shirt or anything you can find from any of your local charity shops, support your charity shops, and getting some bleach and writing bleach on the red fabric. Now, this magical system means I can sell it for an upmark of around 10 euros and anyone can have it. But the magic of it really is anyone can make it. So we'll see if anyone does. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. I would come to you for it. Please come, darling. I'll be selling merchandise outside of every gig that I do for the near future because that corona hit hard, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and speaking of that, let's get to this part now. If anybody has a stage available, how do we get in touch with Bleach to book you? I'm, I, 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 would you know what I most prefer is I love you coming up to me and talking to me. That's my favorite thing in the world. And I, what I prefer even more Find is, her around town. I prefer even more if I... I go to your show and I sit at your show and I go, wow, what a bloody gorgeous stage. I'd like to be on it. And then you say, brilliant, come back next week. Because I do like this connection of knowing what you're in for because I have gone to a few stages off the internet. Like, I love you. Keep sending me, especially if you've got a big old invoice involved. But when you land on a stage you've never been before and you're playing, you're play like we're playing the game. We know each other. We've played the game many times. Yes. 
if you're playing a game for the first time, you know, there can be a little bit of confusion and misunderstanding, and there can be a little bit of awkwardness that unfortunately does portray, and it comes on stage, and it's not real because it's not your friend who's booked you down the road. And I don't mean you all have to be friends with me, but there needs to be a genuine, uh, insightful meaning why we're doing the. Why are we getting up on stage together? Right. Are we going up to listen to Lady Gaga loud out of speakers? Or are we going up to actually ignite a change in the way we see gender, in the way we see life, in the way we see performance in general? So I hope that you'll come talk to me, darling, because I'm very, very talkative at the end of the day. <laughs> true <laughs> thank you so much Bleach. i really appreciate you coming uh, over today thank you darling it's been an absolute pleasure and i can't wait we must i tell you we must do an interview for the imagine podcast i'll see you on it very soon thank you <laughs> good night <laughs> so that was bleach. bleach interviewing you and promising to interview you in the future you could also hear me in this one this is unusual yes it is tend not to hear me in, although very, very far away because I did not have a microphone. I was trying to get, as you could tell, trying to get um, Bleach to repeat a line and Bleach was having none, none of, it. of it. Exactly. <laughs> so this is the end of season four, the final episode in season four. We will be back with season five sometime toward the end of the year. Let's see how quickly I can speak more clearly. Yes. There are still things happening that are not good. Oh, yeah, the world is fucked up. Big time. Yeah. Now, we've got people in the community. We've got folks looking to um, have photographs done. I've got photographers available. We've got people looking for housing. I know some places that are available. Y'all reach out. We'll get you hooked up with everybody. We've got job opportunities. Reach out. We'll get everybody hooked up properly. Oh, yeah, if you're listening to this uh, when it came out, uh, then... There are some job opportunities for German speakers. If you are a native German speaker, then I have at least two pretty good jobs. Um, short term, I mean a couple of months, but but nonetheless. I think it's six month contract. Six month contract and um, decent money. Yeah. So. Yeah, reach out for that kind of thing. Yeah, you can do that on the uh, Sparkletown podcast Instagram, for instance. Yes. Yes. That will work. Romans, citizens, countrymen, I come not to praise Sparkletown, but to tell you it's going on hiatus. Yes, there will be a few weeks where we take a little bit of a break as the Contessa learns to speak again. Sparkletown is a Thielendrome production. It's put together, edited, produced by me, and ruled over, of course, by the Contessa. So see you this fall. Well, we won't see you, but you can hear us. Hear us this fall. 